This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity.
coke on a black skin made it stripe like a zebra. I call that jungle fever. You on that control the threesome, just roll the weed up until I get me some. We formed a new religion. No sins as long as there's permission. And deception is the only felony to never fuck nobody without telling me. Sunglasses and Advil. Last night was mad real. Sun coming up 5 a.m. I wonder if they got cash still. Think about the girl in all leopard. Who was rubbing the wood like Chicky Shepherd? Two tattoos, one red, no apologies. The other said love is cursed by monogamy. That's something that the pastor don't preach. That's something that a teacher can't teach. When we die, the money we can't keep. But we probably spend it all because the pain ain't cheap. Preach. turn that fucking song off. It's got like another three minutes of that song to be played, and I just couldn't do it. I was too excited about the show. Hello! Oh my goodness, it is 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday, February 27th, 2013, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. My full name, if you care, is Alexi Celine Wasser. No big deal. NBD, whatever. Anyway, just to quickly explain what Boy Crazy Radio is, uh, let me try. How can I explain this in a nutshell? Okay, Boy Crazy Radio, which is what you are listening to right now, is uh, is basically a call-in advice show. Okay, it's kind of like Loveline, except there's no Dr. Drew or, or anybody else. It's just me, and uh, I'm kind of like a big sister who's gone through a lot of bullshit. So I think I've learned a lot of uh, you know horrible lessons. And I can share all those with you, and I can uh, listen to your bullshit, listen to your problems, and keep you from making the horrible mistakes I did, therefore by saving your life. This is going to be great. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home, okay? I'm automatically going to make you feel better about yourself because I'm, you know, I'm pretty annoying. I've got a lot of bizarro energy. I'm an only child. Uh, you know, I'm embarrassing. And so when you call in or even listen, you're going to be like, oh, my God, at least I'm not that girl. Everything's okay. So anyway, Boy Crazy Radio is for anyone and everyone out there. Yes, even you. Yes, you. So if any of the following things I'm about to rattle off sound familiar to you and make you feel like, oh, my God, that's me, then this is uh, the place for you. Are you sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, a cutter, a shit talker, a total high school nerd who grips the straps of your dumb backpack that's covered in whiteout and patches for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom just binge eating and picking at your face? Oh, God, I can totally relate. I've got Band-Aids on my face right now. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? <gasps> Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of all those things you did at that party last weekend? Oh, my God, tell me about it. I will tell you what I did if you tell me what you did. Are your friends total fucking assholes who talk behind your back with smile to your face? God damn it, I hate that. It's the story of my life. Is the guy you like not responding to your text message, your Facebook poke, your retweet, or your Instagram like? Ugh, I'm sorry. Is your dad cheating on your mom with you? Holy fucking shit. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face, in the form of a podcast masquerading as a radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day, because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. 
So pick up your fucking smartphone, dial 646-378-0649. You should actually save that number. Uh, 646-378-0649. Save it under the name Lexi slash Boy Crazy Radio. Then it's like we're BFFs and you can like call me whenever, except by whenever, I mean 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesdays. Uh, I'm going to get to the phone calls. I've got a lot of stuff to tell you about things that things that I got into this week. Last week, I was reflecting on the fact that I was dating someone and I made the mistake of not eating enough food and going on a date with him to meet a bunch of his friends. And then uh, because I was insecure and I hadn't eaten enough because I guess I wanted my stomach to be flat and I wanted to fit into my outfit or I just had a lot of stuff to do that day and I didn't have time to eat, um, I ended up drinking too much blacked out after I said goodbye to all of his friends when I got in his car. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Shame spiral, kind of a quick shame spiral for me. Everything's fine. Uh, you know, cut to this week. Everything's totally fine as far as the blackout is concerned because that's over with. I haven't been drinking. I'm not drinking, and it's better that way. And uh, it's not like me to blackout anyway. But nonetheless, uh, I have a new problem. I've created a new drama this week. Um, because I think that's what I do sometimes. One week, everything's fine. Actually, that's not true. There's one fucking drama one week, then that's put to bed, and then I come up with a whole new thing to freak out about. Can you relate? Good. Let's talk about it. I'm picking up the phone. Area code 214. That's me. Oh, my goodness. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Tell me everything. (laughs) My name is Nastasha. And um, yeah, all right. And I'm 30. Keep going. And I'm calling from Texas. What part of Texas? Austin or Dallas or the other part? Um, Dallas. Exciting. I might go to South by Southwest. I know it's in Austin, but I think I'm going to go from like the 9th to the 13th. No, the 9th to the 11th. But anyway, that does not concern you unless it does. What's going on? What's going on with you tonight? Well, I'm dating this guy, and he's really cute, he's really tall, he's very successful, and everything's going really well, and I like him a lot, but the kiss is off. And oh, what? You know what to do? The kiss is off. Like, we just don't, I mean, I'm guessing he's a good kisser on his own, and I'm a good kisser on my own, but when we get together, it's not working out. What do I do? Are you fucking kidding me? I can't believe you're bringing this up because I have been going through this. I've gone through this um, with a guy. And what did you do? I don't know. I brought it up with him. Okay, here's the deal. I brought it up to him. <laughs> actually said it. I, I, wait, what did you say? You're, you're a little bit muffled. I can't understand you. You actually brought it up to him and said something about it? Yes. Well, here's the thing. So we've been, we've, we have been dating and... Um, I just noticed that, like, if I put my, like, I was dating this guy, and if I, like, um, I know, I was so excited to kiss him. We kissed on the first date, and I even said something to him on the first date kiss. I was like, oh, I think we have different, I said, I think we have different styles of kissing. And he was like, oh, I don't think so. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, and then I kept feeling awkward about it because I've never had the situation happen to me before. And it's made me feel really clunky, and I just feel like, uh, I don't know. I never got over it, and I don't. But like, I don't know. If you is have you had sex with this guy? Yes. Is the sex good? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Does the kissing get? What do you mean pretty good? What does that mean? 
I mean, it's pretty good. But the thing about it is, is that when the kiss is off, it's it makes the whole rest of the night not quite as exciting. You know oh the. <laughs> I totally know what you're talking. I feel like this is a weird trick, and you're calling me because you're one of like my girlfriends that I mentioned this to. Is this like a weird? Are you really going through this right now? <laughs> yes, totally. This is so crazy. Well, here's the thing. I have not. I I I have not gotten over it. Like that's the thing. Like for me, the kiss being off has made me feel like unattractive. It makes me feel like. Wait, it makes you feel unattractive. It makes me it's feel unattractive. But I mean, I mean, I've kissed a million guys. Let's be honest here. Like I've kissed a million yeah. dudes. I've had sex with like half a million dudes. I don't have any STDs yet. I don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like a certain kind of makeout. And I found this makeout with. All the guys. I've never had this situation before ever in my entire life. Never. Never. Yeah. And I, re- and I really liked this guy. And he's smart, tall, successful, cool, funny. Like, the banter is great. Everything about him is so fucking great. And this is the one thing that, like, that I couldn't get past. And it just, I took, I assumed all the responsibility. And, like, I just decided, like, oh, he must think I'm a really bad kisser because I'm sure he's never gone through this. Like, he must be just judging my kisses. And then we went on another date, and I said to him, like, uh, I was like, you know what? Our kiss is pretty good, but, like, I think we need to perfect it. Because here's the thing. The kiss would be okay sometimes, and then it wouldn't. Has that happened to you, too? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, every once in a while it's okay, but then for the most part it's, like, Butting heads or something. Oh my God! I wish I could even answer this. I'm just gonna tell. That's why I'm telling you my experience. So if you, maybe you can gain any kind of kernel of knowledge or like insight from my experience, um, mm-hmm. because I know exactly what you're dealing with. So I was with him and I said, "Our kiss is pretty good, but I think we need to perfect it." And he was like, "Perfect it? You don't think we perfected it?" And oh. I was like, "And I was like, well, I was like, we the uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe let's just try." And then another time I went over and I'm like, I, I kept bringing it up. I was like, and I thought he must understand that I like, he must get the hint because I kept bringing up something that having to do with kissing. Mm-hmm. And and then at one point I just said like, hey, our kiss is off. And then he said he didn't think it was. And uh, so that was kind of fascinating. I don't know. I don't know. And That's so weird that he didn't think it was. I don't think he thinks. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't think it was. And that, here's the thing, guys, girls, please call in if you've ever experienced kissing someone that you really like and then it not like meshing. Please, guys, guys, girls, let me know. Here's what I yeah, want to know. Yeah, guys, especially. I'd love to hear from the guys if they personally thought it was off. Oh my God, this is what the whole night is going to turn into. Everybody listening right now, I don't care if you intended to call in or not. If you don't have a problem, whatever, blah blah blah. If you have ever dated someone and the kiss was off, how did you handle it? How did you feel? All the stuff. Like, what the fuck do you do? Because I've been asking a lot of people, and, like, um, and like I think strangers. you're pretty brave to have brought it up, because I don't think I could do that. Well, the thing is, so, like, I brought it up to him, and he goes, okay, what do you want? And I was like, well, and then I, I was like, well, that's a pretty good idea. And then I, like, tried kissing him more, and then, and then I got too shy. Then he's like, just tell me, tell me what you want. And then I got too shy. And then I was like, oh, forget it. We'll figure it out later. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, now, and now I'm afraid, like, I'm way too self-aware about the whole thing now. And 
I feel like next time we continue, if we see ever ever see each other again, we would just uh, I, I shine too bright of a light on it. It's too much. I don't know. But the phone lines are lighting up. Stay where you are. I'm gonna put you on hold. Listen to other people potentially calling in about okay, great. off off kisses. Okay, stay where you are. Uh, oh, is this a call from England? I think maybe maybe. Hello. Yo. Yo. Hi. Where are you calling from? What's your name? How old are you? I'm, Tell me everything. Uh, I'm calling from London, actually. Um, what's your name? How old are you? My name is Max, and I'm 19 years old. And are you calling because of the kiss thing? Yeah, I was calling about that. An interesting story happened to me, actually. Last week, oh. I was dating this girl, right? And we started making out, and it got really, really awkward. So my solution to it was that I took four of my fingers, and I put it right up her asshole. And I just seemed to oh, completely Max. get rid of all the awkwardness. This is your prank call? This is what you come up no, with. No, no, no. It, it worked. It worked really well. You are so annoying. I love prank calls. Oh, my God. But that was so annoying. Um, All right. There you go. The old asshole trick. That's fantastic. Great, great. Fantastic. Uh, Here's another Skype call. Hello? Hello? Uh, calling... Yeah, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, my name is Jimmy. And I'm 27, I'm male. Uh, and uh, you mentioned a question earlier. Um, can you kind of recap for me? I just tuned in. Okay. So well, it, you said something I, about a kiss, though. I hope. Uh, you're not uh, sure. I hope. Are you talking over me continuously? I'm saying uh, I hope it's not another prank call, but if it is, it's exciting. I look forward to it. But the question was: This girl called in and yeah. said she's having like she kissed a guy. She really likes him. He's fantastic, but the kiss is off, and she doesn't know what to do about it. So. What, what's what's your thought? Right. Have you ever experienced this? Yeah, I've had that issue before, actually. Um, you know, a, a girl I was dating about a year ago, you know, everything seemed to be just fine. And basically the kisses were just, they, they were okay, but they weren't, they didn't have that spark to them, you know? And so, sorry, hold on. Anyway, so... I started to kiss her dumper. <laughs> Are you serious? Is this what's happening right now? I don't understand when, why that happens sometimes on Boy Crazy Radio. Is when like, it's like something weird happens. Some link is put on some weird prank call site, and then all of a sudden that's it. But you know what? That's fine. If tonight is a night of prank calls, which has not happened in a long time, then I welcome them. Then fucking blow me away with your awesome prank call, or be normal and actually call it a question or an experience or whatever. I was going to open up about my own life. Maybe I won't anymore because you guys are just being a bunch of dicks. Um, but that's fine. Area code 661. 661, are you there? Hello? I feel like, okay, what's happening with you? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling? Oh, no. I know this is fucked up in a prank call now. It's good. How are you? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I wanted to talk about kissing. All right. Um, one time I was kissing this girl. I dated her for about I don't know six to eight months. Um, oh, but already I realized one day that she was black. That's your prank call. Like that's what you come up with. You realize she was black. Yeah. 
I had a goddamn baby with her, too. Little nigger baby. <laughs> oh, my God. That was horrible. Oh, my God. I think I might have to just not do the show tonight. I don't know if I have the stomach for this. I don't know if I can handle it because, like, people are calling in. Here, I'm going to ask my original friend who called in. Um, hello? 214? Yes, I'm here. Are you listening to this ridiculousness? Yes, it's ridiculous. This is crazy because this, like, never happens. This happened, like, once or twice, like, a year and a half ago. And now I'm getting, like, prank calls tonight. So I don't know. What would you do if you were me? Um, With the prank calls? Yeah, just keep um, taking them? I guess so, yeah, because, I mean, until you got all racist, it was kind of funny. <laughs> it, it was. I was, like, I was looking forward to something being good, but, like, the N-word? Go fuck yourself. It's not very creative either. It's not creative. It's totally lame. Uh, he's probably some white kid who, like, listens to rap and, like, you know, like, is a total fucking dork, and then he's, like, saying the N-word. It's just, like, so lame. Yeah. It's really um, lame. But there, uh, I think what we've learned is that guys really like to kiss girls' as butts. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. There's a, a, a big theme of, um, oh, my God, a major theme of, like, fingers in an asshole, kissing <laughs> a girl's butt. Um, mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to take this other call. Stay, stay with me here. Hold on. I'm, uh, this might be a prank call. Hello, George. How's it going tonight? It's good. Are you uh, gracing us with a prank call, or do you have an actual thing to say? I'm not pranking anyone. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Well, what's going on tonight? Uh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the show. You guys are talking about butts. I mean, is this... Wait, you're cutting in and out. You're cutting in and out, and I want to hear this. Can you hear me now? Barely. Can you hear me now? Barely? Okay, what's your deal? What are you calling about? Okay, basically, you're talking about this. All right, you have a horrible connection. Here's the thing. I'm kind of vulnerable to me. I don't know if I have the stomach or the capacity to walk through prank phone calls gracefully. I'm just going to tell you guys that. I have a lot of feelings. We only have 38 minutes left of the show. I don't know where the time went. I'm kind of scared to pick up all the other phone calls. I will. Kind of want to tell you about stuff I'm going through. Uh, here's, okay. Maybe I'll just fucking rant. That's what, I think I'm, I'm going to do that. All right. Um, and then we'll go back to the prank calls or the real calls or whatever. It's kind of ridiculous, though. How can I continue the show and be normal when basically I'm just like starting to talk right now, it looks like, it looks like a cop out. If I start telling you about my week and give you my rundown of the week and the things that I'm thinking about and all that stuff, it just makes me seem like I'm running from prank calls, which I am. But at the same time, I was planning on telling you guys these things. So for any of you who listen to the broadcast of the show after the live broadcast, then uh, then here's stuff you might like. I mean, all right. So last week was the blackout debacle with this guy that I was dating and uh so I thought that's it I've ruined it with this guy and yet he made and yet he stayed in my life and even said something to me like the day after that horrible stuff happened and I think we might never talk ever again um but the next morning after my blackout I was all vulnerable and I said to him I forgot to tell you guys this last week but I was super vulnerable and I was like wait a minute let me get this straight because this is terrifying getting to know a new person and like being vulnerable with them and vulnerable, vulnerable with them. I was like, okay, so I blacked out. I threw up. I'm in your bed this morning. Why do you like me? Or why did, why did you like me? And he said all these nice things. 
And I was like, okay. He says he he did he says he, he he does like me. I was like, all right, all right, okay. So wait a minute, let me get this straight. I'm supposed to just trust that you like me? And he was like, yes, that is what you were supposed to do. But I have such a fucking hard time being vulnerable. Um, it's the most difficult, scary thing in the entire world. I act as if I like give away every detail about myself on my podcast and on my website. And it seems like I do. I don't. You think I'm revealing everything right now. Who gives a fuck what I reveal or don't reveal? Nobody gives a fuck, but whatever. Anyway, but I don't. I always have my guard up. It's also safer telling stuff to like a bunch of strangers and a ton of people than it it is being one-on-one with a person and being seen by them. So anyway, so that blackout thing happened like whatever, nearly, you know, this Saturday it will have been like two weeks ago. Cut to this Saturday. This Saturday, I see the guy. He's lovely. He still wants to hang out. It's a fucking miracle. I don't understand it. I don't know if I'm trying to sabotage this or like I just had some bad luck, but he's a lovely guy and he's, he picks me up on Saturday and he takes me to the racetrack and I had never been to the racetrack in my entire life. So we went to the racetrack, have a beautiful day. We go hang out and visit some of his friends, all this great stuff. A lovely time. He drops me back off at home after we had such a nice time. And I say to him, I go, what size shoe do you wear? And he goes, I wear a 10. And I go, oh. And he goes, yeah, it's not that big for a man, but whatever. He has a big private, so it's totally fine. Uh, and I go, oh, yeah. And he goes, but I wear a nine and a half in Converse. And I went, he goes, it's kind of small. And I went, that's so crazy. I wear a nine and a half in, in men. You know, I have a crazy big foot. And he goes, yeah, I noticed that today for the first time. You have, like, huge feet. And immediately after he said that, I completely turned inward and crumbled. Like, I think I can say anything to anyone at any time. You know, people call into the podcast, that can be kind of harsh. I, I, ran in, I met these two men I don't know at the community table at M Cafe, and they're both married, and we talked for a bit, and I actually, like, bet them money that five years from now, neither one of them will be married to their wives anymore, and we, like, shook on it. Like, I say harsh stuff. Whatever. I will say whatever I want to anybody at any time. But the minute this guy, who has endured enough from me, who has endured, you know, plenty from me, the minute he tells me something I think I just said right before he said it, the minute he said, yeah, I noticed that for the first time, you have really huge feet. I fucking nearly burst into tears. I felt so exposed and seen because I have a crush on him and I like him and, like, you know, I've had sex with him before and stuff. And I felt so vulnerable and exposed and I felt like him saying that to me was his way of saying, I just saw something that I didn't want to see. And now I know that you're ugly and a monster. And I'm embarrassed to be seen with you in public. And I just felt so filled with shame and all this stuff. So then, so then I'm trying to hold back tears. And he goes, uh, I was like, well, I was like, huh, you know, um, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, find my feet? Like, I, I mean, like, I can't. I was like, parent. And all of a sudden I'm, like, pulling out, like, information that I have no idea like why I know this shit and it's not true because I googled it um I was like well Paris, Paris Hilton wears a size 11 and uh and he's like yeah you have a lot in common with Paris Hilton what like and I was like oh I was like um well you know if I didn't have these feet I would tip over I'm tall because I'm 5'11 and I have a size 11 foot and these are like my one-liners that I have to like you know protect myself 
but if I, a guy I like says this to me, I want to kill myself. And um, anyway, and I already feel kind of not attractive around him, but that's another issue. That's my own issue. But whatever. So I'm, like, telling him I would tip over and the binding of the feet, feet thing, something about cobbling or, like, cobbling. I don't know why I'm, I'm like, just, like, spewing stuff out, trying to hold back tears on the drive back to my house. He's, like, about to drop me off. And uh, and he goes, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, I, this is just a little bit of light teasing. Are you seriously? You're not affected by this, are you? And I was like, no. And he tries to touch my neck, and I, like, squirm away from him, and I, like, take his hand off my neck. And I go, no, no, I'm okay. Just don't, Just don't touch me, okay? And uh, he was like, oh, my God, we had such a nice day. Like, don't stress me out. Like, let's not end it on a horrible note. Like, this is just not, you know, because there's nothing wrong according to him. But, like, I just felt like a monster and so exposed and embarrassed. And um, so that's my new – oh, yeah. So then I got to my house, and I was like, let me out here. And he, like, screeches to a halt, and, like, I open the door, and I'm like, where are my sunglasses? And the sunglasses, like, all of a sudden they fall outside of the car, and I'm like, oh, got them. I got my sunglasses, and he's like, "Hey, wait a minute, are you, you going to kiss me goodbye?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, sure." Not later. And then he goes, "Bye, Lexi." And I don't look back. I like slam his door. I don't look back, and I like raise one of my hands, all dismissive, like "Bye" kind of vibe. And then I like get to the front of my building, and the door is wide open of my my apartment building, and I like slam it shut behind me. Like all fucking crazy dramatic. Like we we don't even know each other very well, and I'm acting like a nutcase, and um, and so, like, you know, if I thought, I mean, this is not as bad as a blackout, but it's, like, horrible in a different way because my behavior is so fucked up, and just if any girls can identify with this, the fact that, like, when you like a guy or when, for whatever reason, you get vulnerable, weird shit comes up. I wasn't even fucked up. I was sober, and this is the behavior that comes up for me, which is, like, super embarrassing, so then he calls me because he's a lovely guy, and I can't believe he would even bother. He calls me when I'm in my apartment. And I don't even turn the lights on in my apartment. I'm, like, curled up in a ball on my couch. And he calls me, and I mean to, to press accept, but I accidentally press decline, and I'm like, fuck. Then he calls me again. I don't know why. He's amazing. And I press accept, and I go, it's fine. Everything's fine. He's like, really? Because that seems a little dramatic. And I was like, no, no, no. It's okay. I'm, I'm fine. And he goes, well, you slam the front door. And I was like, I always slam the front door. That was no big deal. I just always do that. And then... I, uh, my best friend called a, a guy and he, I told him what I did and he just started laughing and went, oh my God, you are a fucking nutcase. Nobody gives a fuck. Oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. Hold on a second. Um, my best guy friend is like, you got so dramatic. It's as if you've been dating this guy for six years and like you got an abortion and you are resentful of that. And, like, the foot thing is, like, the straw that broke the camel's back because, you know, you're not really fighting about a foot thing. Like, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so I managed to I managed to come up with a whole new drama after the uh, the blackout drama. So um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't feel good about it. I don't know why I'm doing these things. I don't know if I'm trying to sabotage things or if I'm just in that case. But I'm very excited about uh, other stuff coming up in my life so I can just focus on work and disappear and not have to worry about my bizarre emotions. Oh, yeah. And here's another thing. I'm really avoiding a lot of the calls because I'm just like, I can't handle prank calls tonight. I can't handle it. It's too much. Obviously, I've just told you that I'm a very vulnerable person, especially this week. Um, but the funny thing is, so the day after I do that, and this is not funny at all, the day after I do all this bullshit, I get an email from my dad who I have not seen in a year and a half. 
And I clearly have daddy issues, which is why I have a website called mineboycrazy.com and uh, Boy Crazy Radio. Um, he calls me. I haven't seen him in a year and a half, and uh, now I'm going to have lunch with him tomorrow. So basically, everything horrible that I do to men that put their attention on me is uh, that guy's fault. And so I'm going to walk through that tomorrow, and then I'll have some new information and new interesting stories and dilemmas to tell you about tomorrow. All right, let's see what this is all about. Now I'm ready for prank calls, but I'm going to act like they're not prank calls. Uh, Christopher Dorner? Oh, wait a minute. Hello? Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Tell me everything. I'm Chris Dorner. Um, unfortunately, it's the same name as the guy who just got gunned down. You know, I, I'm, heard you, I'm sure you heard that story. I can't even do this. I just can't. I just can't. I can't. I can't do this. Not now. Not ever. Uh, Dan? Hi. Uh-oh. Dan, are you a prank caller? Uh, no, I'm not. Um, but, um, you are. I want, I want to be blown by, away. By the way, first, I want to tell you that I I, I really liked your story, and um, it, it just, uh, I actually, like, thought about it. Um, um, like, but first of all, like, where did oh, all God. these trolls come from? <laughs> That's your fucking prank call? No, I'm I'm asking you, do you like what's going on with that? I feel like you're one of them, and that's totally fine. But here's what I think. I think when I used to do prank calls, I used to be so good at it and it was so fun and like so far one dude has said the N word. Uh, another person said something to do with like something about a butt or something weird. Uh so if you're gonna do this, like let's be smart about it and be awesome. No, I'm not gonna say the N word or I'm not gonna talk about butts. What are you what um, are you gonna talk about? Um, let's talk about you. and your story. Okay. If that's okay. Um uh that guy, how he like talked about like he said something about your foot. Uh mm-hmm. did you yeah. did you think maybe he had like a foot fetish or something? I hope so. You hope so? I mean, now I do. Now that you put that in my brain. <laughs> um Okay, well, yeah, that, that's, uh, and I also noticed how you said that you had sex with half a million men. Um, did they, did they maybe have a foot fetish in a way? I mean, it started, I mean, I mean, my foot's been the same size since I was, no, maybe it grew after I was 15. No, it's been the same. Uh, I haven't really had sex with half a million men, but it feels like I have. They probably did all have foot fetishes now that I think about it. Thank God you called. What, who are you wearing? Who am I wearing? Yeah, like, what's your deal? What's your story? Are you, like, 17? Are you in high school? Are you, like, 28? What's your deal? Uh, I'm I'm just that kind of guy. Well, what, what kind of guy is that? Uh, you see, the one that listens and talks. Are you, did you call in because you have a problem or anything? Um, sort of. Tell me. You see, you you said you have a daddy issue. And, just um, one, just one issue. For me, for me, yeah. I I am forever alone because every girl that I um, like happen to go far with, um, her feet are freakishly big, and I just can't handle that. Oh my God, that is so crazy that you're saying that because I was just telling a story about that about my own life. I know, right? 
like that. I thought that was such a coincidence. I'm like, oh my gosh. my god all right um oh this happens like once a year it's so brutal because they're not even good prank phone calls something happens and i wish somebody would explain it to me somebody will email me later i know it and they'll tell me why this is happening like but they're like weird message boards and then you like get your link of your thing of like my podcast will be like listed on some message board and then all these fucking people will like call in and uh prank call which is fine but they're the most boring prank calls in the world Oh, I'm going to play this song. Uh, this guy named, I'm probably going to say his name wrong, Callum Reed. Callum? Callum Reed from London made me this song, and it's called A Songogram. And he was like, I'm going to make you a song. Like, what do you want it to be about? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, make it about make, make it about me or being boy crazy or, or, you know, make it for my blog, whatever, so I can play it on my podcast. So he made me this song. He made it. He made it in like a day. I couldn't believe it. Um, and I'm gonna play it. And you have to tell me what you think of it. If you hate it, let me know. If you love it, let me know. I'm gonna play it either way. Yeah, you get the picture. Too 
That was the sweetest present anybody could ever get me. Thank you or make for me. Thank you, Callum Reed. Callum? Callum? I'm probably saying your name wrong, but that's totally okay because we've never met. If you said my name wrong at the end of the song, which I wasn't going to mention, but um, my name is Alexi Wasser. But for the sake of rhyming, you said Wasser or whatever you said, which is totally fine. It's a beautiful song. Um, anyway, now that it's been played, how's everybody feeling? Doing pretty great? Fantastic. Um, all right. I got an email from a girl who can't call in tonight because I'm avoiding the calls right now because it'll be the fucking monster calling in pranking. Uh, I'm going to take this, uh, I'm going to read this letter. This girl just emailed me tonight. Hi, Lexi. I would call in tonight, but I share a room with my roommate and she's sleeping and this is kind of long. I was hoping you could help me figure out what this is. My best friend's boyfriend introduced me to his friend at their college last uh, last Halloween weekend and he and I had a two-night stand. No numbers exchanged at all, but next day um, he Facebook friend requests. Okay, hold on. But next day he Facebook friend requested me. Uh, then I visited my best friend again in January and had another two night stand with him and exchanged numbers. How nice. Uh, for context, both of those times we'd slept together after drinking all night. Both times the next morning we said we had so much fun, and after the second time he asked when I was going to visit again. We only texted a couple times between between the January visit and my last visit, which was last weekend. There was a lot of mutual liking of statuses and pictures, lame, whatever you think, whatever, that's what we did. Uh, before I went, he told me he was excited that I was coming. I kind of held off on making any assumption that he was excited for any other reason besides that he'd be getting laid. He's really nice and dorky, but still a guy. I only saw him briefly during the first day because I was with my friend. But Friday night, a bunch of us hung out in a friend's dorm and we drank. But it was more casual and not super heavy drinking like the last couple of times. I sat on one side of the room for part of the night until the girl sitting in the chair next to him got up and I moved in. He put his arm around me. He kissed me in front of his friends. He held my hand. Later, when we were back in his bed, said his bed was lonely since I'd been gone. He said nice things. We joked around. And we cuddled after sex like the last three times I stayed with him. He is the best cuddler ever, FYI. The next day, my best friend, her boyfriend, and his sister, the guy, and I all went to the movies and to dinner. He held my hand. He kissed me in public. Later, we went to a party, and he stayed by my side and kissed me in front of everyone and had his arm around my waist my shoulder, he held my hand until we went back to his place. We didn't drink much. He called me cute. He said how he liked that I'd called him handsome, kissed him, I kissed him, and then walked away at one point the night before. Okay, hold on, let me get this straight. He said he he said he liked that I'd called him handsome, kissed him, and then walked away at one point the night before. The morning I had to leave, he cuddled with me on my friend's couch while we were having breakfast. He asked me to text him and to make sure I made it back to the city okay. We've texted only a couple times since then. The only time I see him is when I visit my best friend, so it's kind of been dependent on her schedule. I guess I could go up just to see him, even if she's busy, but I'm not really sure what is going on between us or if he'd be interested. I haven't asked. The impression I got from my best friend and her boyfriend is that he isn't sleeping with other girls at his school. I'm not seeing anyone at mine either, but I haven't talked to him about that, so it doesn't matter. I mean, I get the impression he likes me. 
but is this a fuck buddy situation or has it moved into territory that I can suggest uh, into territory where I can suggest coming to visit him without ending up making a fool out of myself? Help, love, so-and-so. Um, here's what I think. I think that if you're not fuck buddies. I mean, you are having sex. It's whatever you want it to be. You clearly like him. From the way you expl- like, describe this guy, he's treating you in a super lovely way. It sounds like, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say, oh, God, if I say this, you'll, you'll, you'll remember it and you'll think of it. You'll think of him differently than I want you to think of him. It sounds like you're both two young, adorable, shy people who like each other, who are just figuring it out and playing it by ear. It seems like he's very happy and proud to be with you every time you visit. He's probably scared to ask you to show up to come visit him. Uh, you're scared. You're scared to ask. You're scared. You're scared to ask him to visit you. Like him to visit you. Why did you do this? How about? Oh God, I know you guys are just in college and nobody calls anymore. But calling is fucking epic. Let's take it old school style. Let's get retro on this and let's start having conversations for like four hours and like staying up till three in the morning having long phone conversations that's adorable it's sexy it's beautiful it's old-timey it's like out of an 80s movie and why don't you guys like talk on the phone call him up and say hey how are you what's going on uh i miss you i've been thinking about you and uh he'll respond and just put yourself out there take a chance you like this guy right so call him and you know what if he's a dick to you and he got and he acts weird and he like retreats and he's bizarre or if you suggest coming out to visit him then it's not what you want it to be. Then he's not who you think he is or who you want him to be. So just follow your gut. And from and from what you described and everything in this letter, it just sounds like he's not keeping you a secret. You know, he's kissing you in front of his friends. That's a great thing. When a guy introduces you to his friends and takes you out in public, or vice versa, because I know that I've definitely dated guys that I would never want to be seen in public with, and I make sure of it. Um, you know, both of you are proud to be seen with one another. It seems cozy and fun and you're having a good time and it's like you're on double dates or triple dates. Just fucking call him or text him and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Would it be weird if I just came up to visit you and not my girlfriend? Or is that too scary for you and whatever? And then he'll respond. So just fucking walk through it. All right? Be brave. And... uh it sounds like he's a little bit of a pussy, though. Doesn't it seem like he's not doing anything? Like, he's just, like, happy when you come to visit, but you've got to be the one to, like, initiate texting and all that stuff? Or is he initiating anything? Whatever. Shy guys are great, too. That's fantastic. He seems like he's, he loves to cuddle. He's an excellent cuddler. I gave you my advice. Do with it what you will. Um, oh, my God. The other day I was spinning out of control emotionally again kind of not really but I was with my mom and my mom gave me like this belated birthday present and she took me to this Korean day spa in LA and basically like it's only women allowed and everybody's naked like you have a robe but pretty much like give us a robe and a towel but pretty much like everybody's in these steam rooms or these saunas all naked and you have to shower before you go into every single room and so my mom and I went, and sometimes we're, like, totally into it, and other times, like, we don't mind being, like, full-on naked, like, looking at each other or, like, next to each other or just near each other naked. We don't mind. And then other days, we're like, no, don't don't look at me. Ah, blah. And uh, so we, we, went, we went on uh, on Monday, and we got my mom got me, like, a scrub. This is such, like, a, a highbrow non-problem, but whatever. It was, it was a very nice birthday gift from my mom. And we started talking. 
and I was getting into this conversation with her about like how, and I don't know if other girls who are listening or even guys maybe, but maybe girls, you can relate to this. I feel like the last few guys I've dated, like they have not asked me to be their girlfriend or like we just casually date. And that's such a weird thing for me because I'm used to like, I'm used to dating a guy and, and like knowing that I'm crazy about him and he he's crazy about me. And we just like, we become boyfriend and girlfriend like within a month or something. But like the last handful of guys I've dated, and maybe I needed to do this too because I was unsure, but I've been dating these guys that like I'm unsure of and I think they're unsure of me or I don't know what the deal is, but it kind of made me like super sad. So I started I was talking about it with my mom. I was like, what is this casual dating thing? What is taking things slow? Like I don't I don't operate like this and it's kind of makes me feel it makes me feel that like someone's not excited about me and not that I've been excited about people. I mean, maybe I have, but not that I, you know, it's an ego trip. Like whether or not I am excited about the guy, I'm pissed if he's not super excited about me and wants to, I want him to want to lock me down. And that hasn't been happening. And like people are wanting to take things slow. And like, I date tons of different types of guys. I date guys who are like, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, 30s, late 30s, like, and uh, anyway, and I noticed maybe the younger guys like to move faster and like older guys have been like bruised and damaged and they like take things slower. But maybe that's not even true either because I remember being like 19 and dating like 40 year olds. Not that that's the best choice, but they wanted to move real fast with me when I was like 19 and 20. So maybe it's just a me thing. But uh, so that like made me really sad and concerned and like lonely and another, and so I'm at the naked spa with my mom and I, I like burst into tears we're in this room next to each other have I been crying nonstop during all my stories that I'm telling you tonight no just dramatic just dramatic with the foot thing and now crying in the steam room naked with my mom um so I start crying and my mom because she's my mom rushes over to me and like you know, wants to do something, and I had to, like, put my arms up and go, please, I can't have you hugging me when we're both naked at a spa in public. Like, you can't be naked hugging hugging me. It's just too weird. So she's like, okay, sorry, I, I'm just here. You know, like, isn't your mom and you see your daughter crying? You feel like you want to, like, help her through it. Um, but she did not touch me, and we did not get weird. Um, right. So, oh, God. I want to finish this thought because I'm going on a, on, a, on a journey, on a rant. I don't know if this is a sign of the times or just a me-specific thing, but I'm throwing that out, out there. I'm throwing this out there to, like, girls and guys who are listening. But, like, alongside the uh, the casual dating and the getting to know a person before you, like, rush into labels and all that stuff, which actually sounds very healthy, but I also believe in, like, you know, intense feelings very quickly and that's you know I've dated I dated someone for five years and and that's how we felt about each other from the get-go but uh anyway um another thing that I'm noticing that kind of bothers me that I don't like that breaks my heart a little bit is the fact that like men tell me too much stuff like men are oversharing about the fact that they don't believe in monogamy or they don't think it's realistic or stories about ex-girlfriends or thinking another girl is cute and blah, 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 all this stuff. And it might just be a me-specific thing because I feel like 
And this is why I have not been posting on my website for a while. I've taken like a break. But I write so openly and honestly about my thoughts and feelings and my heartbreak and my overthinking and all this shit about like dating and love and relationships and what does it all mean and what's the point of life and and I feel lonely next to this person and I'm looking for this and like, you know, and having sex too soon and all this shit. So I write about this stuff. And so I feel like because I do that, guys who are like taking me on a date who might very well like me, they think it's okay to like overshare and like get into these conversations about like commitment and love and what, you know, and then they like strip away all the, the, the mystery. So I'll be like on a second date with a dude and I'm trying to like get into the love bubble. I'm trying to like exist in like a mysterious bubble where there's potential to fall in love because I am a romantic and I want that. And that's real. And I felt real love before. And I know it exists. And and even if they don't read my website, maybe just because I have a fucking thing called I'm Boy Crazy, like the name says enough that they think like, well, that's this girl's deal. Like she's into talking about this. And I'm going to also. But all of a sudden, like when they do that, like the mystery is debunked. The chance of romance is gone. Like and it reminds me not to talk about exes and, and like all that kind of stuff too. And I don't think I am talking about that shit on the first date or the second date. You know, I'm trying to like keep my mouth shut. I already talk about it enough on this podcast and on my fucking, you know, on my site. So anyway, I've just taken a little bit of a break because I want to like, I don't know. I don't want to reveal so much, but uh, it's oversharing of all this fucking shit when you're like, you need to like, when you want to date with someone, you're like nurturing something. You're like fostering a relationship with this person. And like, I don't care that it's 2013. Like epic, crazy romance still exists, doesn't it? I mean, maybe I need to be reminded. Because for a second, this past week, I got really sad and like confused. And I thought, oh my God, like I'm meeting these, I saw these married men at the community table at M Cafe. And they're telling me about like, you know, how they're, they, you know, of course they want to have sex with other other women and it's very hard to be married and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I get that. Okay, great. So I'm reminded of that possibility. And I'm constantly being told by various men, men and women are wired differently and women want this and men want this. And men can get, you know, 10 girls pregnant in a day, but a woman can only get pregnant once. And then she's, she's out of commission for nine months. And I'm thinking, fuck you. Fuck all of you. Stop telling me how different men and women are. Women cheat too. Women like to fuck too. Women are career driven too. Women date younger men because they need a, a dude with energy who isn't all exhausted and uh, you know and out of breath who can only have sex one time and doesn't blah blah. Like fuck you. And all and like it just and I just got so frustrated being like stop telling me how women men and women are different. We know that, but they're also very similar. And it's like men don't want to admit that or something. And it's just like, I don't know. And I want romance, and I don't want to be your fucking pal. And I don't want to, like, well, I do want to be your fuck pal, but, but you know, romantically. But I, but I don't want to be your buddy. I don't want to be your best friend. I don't want to hear about your exes. I don't want to, you know, know how cute you think some supermodel is. I don't want to know how you think that marriage would probably be difficult and exhausting, even though you say you do want it, but then you probably don't. Like, what are you talking about? We're on a date. Stop it. Remember romance. 
And so that kind of like made me feel heartbroken for a second. Anyway, that's my long rant about that. But it might be something that only I experience or that people experience when they put themselves in a lifestyle where I'm constantly asking questions um, about love and dating and relationships and what the goal is and how you maintain things and, and like how you balance like having relationship and what you, what's settling and what, what do you, what do you want from someone and what's blah, blah, blah. Like that's kind of what I'm so fascinated by. So I'm always like searching. So that's the scary thing. Like sometimes I, uh, I have to, I've got to figure out how to balance my quest for all this knowledge, my interest in, in this subject I've got to balance that out with somebody who, like, knows that I, I'm interested in that and then I write about it and that I've, like, you know, you know, for whatever reason I do this as a living piece or whatever. But at the same time, like, that's its own thing. And then romance and love and relationship and excitement and, like, the pitter-patter of your heart and, like, falling in love and, like, magic, that's a separate thing. And, like, that's so precious. So, like... I don't know. You shouldn't have to play games with someone, but, like, this is a reminder on a date with someone, whether it's me or just somebody else who is totally unlike me or whatever and doesn't do anything that I do. Um, just remember that, like, you are nurturing something precious. If you meet someone and you like them, uh, what you say matters and, like, you leave an impression and stuff like that. So, God, I must be so exhausting to date. Don't think I don't know that. Anyway, uh, we have three minutes left of the show. Tonight was a crazy prank call night, and that's all fine and good. Oh, I want to thank my only and number one fan, Jerome Lawrence, for sending me all these presents for, like, Christmas and my birthday. No, not Christmas. My birthday. That was really sweet of you, all these polka dot things. Um, I appreciate that. So, Jerome, hopefully you'll hear this. I know you will. Thank you for my presence. Totally unnecessary, but totally um, appreciated. And I'm going to wrap up the show. Thank you for listening to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can follow me on Twitter at I'mBoyCrazy. You can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Uh, If you can't call in during the live show, you can always leave me a message on Boy Crazy Voicemail. And that number is area code 888-666-2045. You should also store that in your smartphone as well. Um, so you can call in whenever and just leave me a fun message. Um, if you, the listeners out there, want to submit your music so I can play your music that you've made on this podcast, um, send me an MP3 to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject music. I would also like to speak at your high school or college. That's something I do, and I serve as like a big sister, whatever. If you want me to speak, there's a video of me speaking at Oakwood High School that kind of gives you an taste of what it's like when I speak at a school, uh, and then email me at boycrazyalexi, subject, uh, boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject speak, um, and I'm going to play us out with a song. Um, oh, my God, this song, A New Life by Jim James. I love you. Hey, open the door. I want a new life. Hey, and here's what's more. 
new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, $30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, $50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for $40. And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 through 1818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio. Reward card requires online registration.